So this is kind of taken off. I don't know if we have time for it here, but my my wife came across it yesterday. This guy who volunteered as a dad to go on a, a field trip to a science museum. Uh, you know, he was going to drive and, and be a chaperone or whatever. And he decided to live tweet the experience. And it's kind of caught on and gotten a, a whole bunch of uh, responses and everything like that. But just commenting on how nobody needed to use the bathroom and they tried to get them all to go to the bathroom before they got on the bus. And they got on the bus and half the kids needed to use the bathroom. And before they even got there, at least a third of the lunches have been eaten and everybody needs to use the toilet. (laughs) Wow. That's just hilarious. That sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Judy was reading me a Facebook post uh, the other night about uh, yesterday about... um, a uh, gal who went with her family to uh, Marine World or one of your big parks. I think it was Marine World. And uh, there are several class trips there, and the kids were completely out of control, aggressively uh, anti-authoritarian, uh, just cutting in line, f- threatening to fight middle-aged women who objected, and just wild, wild kids. Tell you what, That's society's not- crumbling. These are younger kids. He's, uh, he's with a young group. And yeah. he says, and in one of his live tweets, as he continues to live tweet during it, uh, I'm not going to say this word, flatulence, lots of flatulence <laughs> going on. Oh, my God, what on earth do these boys eat? <laughs> Hard fart primary. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, speaking of primaries, we're expecting. <laughs> he says, we're not even a third of the way onto this journey. I'm ready to kick out the window and hurl myself onto the highway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We're expecting the arrival of California Republican Assemblyman and gubernatorial candidate Travis Allen any minute. Uh, we are going to chat with him about uh, the race, etc. cetera. Uh, speaking of the great state of California, I have a couple of headlines that are of, of significance and impact. Um, Does it include the fact that the Golden State Warriors won? No. Well, you, you, uh, the state of California faces a teacher shortage because they're all going to Texas. Huh. Well, that, that, that impactful story we had a while back didn't get as much national attention as it should have. Was there, There's a teacher shortage everywhere in America. Rural, urban, conservative state, liberal state, mm-hmm. big city, small town, whatever. Um, yeah, everywhere. But so teachers are going leaving California for Texas. Why? Well, uh, California's colleges aren't producing enough new teachers to meet the demand. Uh, schools are hiring again. Uh, through from '03 through 2016, about 18,000 more elementary and secondary school teachers left California than came from other states. So there's a net loss of 18,000 teachers. Uh, worst losses whenever how the housing prices are at their highest, which is now again. Uh, California saw the largest net loss of teachers to Texas. About 6,000 people, 6,000 teachers left California for Texas, more than the reverse. Wow. 03 through 2016. I had a couple of friends uh, about a year or so ago head out for Texas because of the, the housing prices. stuff. Yeah. And the, we and get the, those letters every well, single day. The emails. amount of land that they get. Was insane. Well, that's right. the way it is. Pretty much everywhere in the country, yeah. And it and and once people discover that and tell their friends, you know, for the same amount of money, you could have ten acres and a pond. <laughs> right? What? I have an apartment. Um, there's a book out by Lawrence Wright about how Texas is the new California, and and for all kinds of economic and demographic reasons, it's going to be what California was through like the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s. That's what Texas is going to be, and it's going to be the biggest state here in a decade and a half. I think hmm. there's just no change in that. Hmm. And uh, for better or worse. The uh, ocean water's warmer, too. The average teacher salary in Texas is about fifty-two grand, far below the average teacher salary of 77000 in California, according to the National Education Association. But when adjusted for cost of living, 
teachers in Texas make about as much as their peers in California. I, one might ask, well, then what's the point? One might ask that. Question, Joe. Yes? What's the point? I think the point is, in California, you're living on the ragged edge of bankruptcy because, you know, and, and I'd have to think about this for a while, but if, if everything's lower and you can save a little bit, you're, well, that doesn't exactly make sense, does it? it because, well, I'd have to see a detailed comparison of, of the expenses of both states, but there is something more scary about living in a super high cost of living area like and California. Plus with the whole boomer bust nature. I don't know if they have that going in Texas. You yet. know, that's absolutely true. Uh, housing prices uh, zooming upward uh, at a, on a regular basis. All right. As announced, uh, here he is, California Republican Assemblyman Travis Allen, uh, who is running for governor of the great state of California. Travis, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me in. Good. Your, your voice sounds a little tired. You've been hitting it hard, huh? <laughs> well, it sounds well used. Well traveled around the state. we got uh, actually about six rallies planned in the next uh, four days here. But we are uh, counting down going across the state, getting that message out. Well, listen, we're going to talk about uh, you know polls and the, the top two ballot and everything in California in a couple minutes. But let's start uh, with, with ideas. Uh, why do the good people of California want you as their governor? Look, it's very simple. I'm the only candidate in the race that was born and raised here in California. I've been a rock-solid conservative every single year since I was first elected in 2012. I serve in the California State Legislature, and I'm known as the most conservative guy there. You know, I'm the only guy in the race that actually voted for and supported the Republican nominee for president, Donald J. Trump. And I'm the only guy that's been consistent about saying, you know, look, we have to secure that border. we got to build that wall. We have to reverse this illegal sanctuary state. And the last, the, kind of the, the biggest points here is there's only one Ken in the race that actually has a plan for California, a very simple five-point plan. Cut taxes, get tough on crime, fix our roads, expand our freeways with no new taxes, fix our broken education system, and complete the California State Water Project. And, and you know, as we've seen, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to watch any of these debates, I am the only person on that debate stage that actually strikes fear into Gavin Newsom. Uh, in the debate we had just a couple of weeks ago, I, I asked him on, you know, basically uh, national TV, if you can't trust this guy with his best friend's wife, how can you trust him with yeah, your state? We played that clip a lot. Very entertaining. Yeah. Um, speaking of entertaining, it's got to really uh, piss you off that. Uh, so you were you were you were backing the Republican nominee Donald Trump from the beginning. Uh, the guy that's currently ahead of you in the polls, John Cox, was not. But he got the Trump endorsement. That's got to really piss you off. It's just shocking. You know, look, I, from the very beginning, I was a guy that voted for, uh, supported, even wrote op-eds in favor of the president in March, or actually it was uh, May of 2016, wrote an op-ed that said it was time for Republicans to unify behind Trump. Because it was very easy. You either had crooked Hillary Clinton or you had Donald Trump in making America great again. And so, you know, the whole race, I, I've been very, you know, consistent about, you know, the president has the right message. The things he's doing for the country are exactly right. And here's this other guy. You know, he's a failed politician from Chicago. He's lost every single race he's ever run in, from President of the United States to U.S. Senate, U.S. Congress twice, and even county clerk recorder in his home state of Illinois. Lost every single time. And he was a never-Trumper. I mean, he supported Gary Johnson, who believes in open borders, legalized drugs, legalized prostitution, and yes, he's even pro-choice. And I looked at it, I said, wait a second, this is, this is a slam dunk. And, you know, politics, however being politics, this guy threw in about $5 million. He caught the eye of uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy, who is looking to be the next Speaker of the House. And as we hear it, Kevin is very close to Trump. And so this was swamp politics at its very worst. Yeah. And I think they made a very simple pitch, which is the establishment does not believe that we can win this race. 
bottom line, the establishment thinks the best Republicans can do in California is get into the top two. But I'll tell you right now, the view from number two never changes, and it's not pretty. This is about the people of California, right? This is about our state. This is not about, you know, who takes Congress or, you know, who gets in the top two. This is about actually winning and becoming the next governor state of California, because unless we win, we might as well pack it in and go home. The bottom line is a guy like Gavin Newsom is the worst thing you've ever seen in California. He will use this as a springboard to run for president in 2020. We must stop them here. And I'll tell you, there's only one guy that can actually stop them on the stage. There's only one guy that Willie Brown called the greatest threat to Gavin Newsom of the California Democrat Party. That's Travis Allen. Willie that's a that. great endorsement. That, that's a heck of a, from, yeah. From the one and only Willie Brown. So listen, I have a feeling you and I agree on a lot of things. Well, I know we do. I'm wearing a State of Jefferson t-shirt right now. Amen to um, that. Yeah. But the devil's, argue, the devil's advocate argument is you're too conservative to get elected in the California general anyway. So what would be the point? Oh, gosh. You know, this is what we hear all the time. This is from the same establishment Republicans that gave us Meg Whitman, Neil Kashkari, and even Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, if that if that logic was correct, that what we really needed was some kind of, you know, moderate, squishy Republican, then Meg Whitman would be governor. I mean, she, she spent $170 million, right? If rich people could just buy the seat, we'd be looking at Meg. Unfortunately, that's not the case in California. You actually need a real candidate. You need somebody like a Ronald Reagan to come back into California with a rock-solid set of values. And I'll tell you why. There are plenty of Republicans in California. We all know the numbers. 25% registered Republicans, 44% registered Democrats. But what everybody forgets is that California Republicans are not weak Republicans. We are as strong as they are anywhere else in the country. And there's actually more Republicans in California than in any other state. And all we got to do is give them a reason to get off their couch and go and vote. And I'll give you the very simple numbers. In 2014, Jerry Brown was elected with 4.3 million votes. In 2016, Donald Trump got 4.4 million votes in California. Literally, all we got to do is give Republicans a reason to get out there and vote, turn out the Trump voters and the disaffected Democrats. And I'll tell you right now, Travis Allen, a rock-solid conservative like Ronald Reagan, is your next governor of California. Well, we probably ought to take yeah. a little break. Can you stick around? I know we had a schedule of snafu here, so you can stick around for a few minutes. Absolutely. All right, cool. Because I got for you what I'm telling you, based on our experience of talking to lots of people, is the hottest issue for your constituents. It's worth sticking around for. I want to hear your idea for it. That's all coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. So in the state of California, they got this system where the top two vote getters in a primary run against each other for governor. And it could be two Republicans or two Democrats or two Green Party people or whatever. And this time around, it's almost certainly one of them is going to be Gavin Newsom. And then everybody's fighting to whoever is going to be the next person. And Travis Allen's here and he's open. He's going to be that other person. I want to hit you with what I feel like is the hottest real issue in people's lives. There's a lot of interesting issues, theoretically. Um, deficit, bullet train, all that sort of stuff, and I care about those. But in terms of a real issue that you run into every single day, and we get gazillions of texts and emails every time we bring it up, it's the freaking exploding homeless problem in this state. I mean, cause, and you run into that every day. There's no way you can, you can drive down the street, go to work, go take your kids to school, whatever, go to a park, anything without running into that. 
What you going to do with that? How are you going to run on that issue, and what do you want to do about it? So I think it's actually very straightforward. I mean, you look at Tony Villar City uh, of Los Angeles, 58,000 people sleeping out. It looks like a third-world war zone in the middle of downtown L.A. You look at San Francisco, the failed city of, of Gavin Newsom, 22,000 intravenous drug users. It's so bad. you got maps of human waste, so you know you got to figure out which streets you can walk on and which streets you should really avoid. Literally, little kids are walking over hypodermic needles to go to school. The answer is a very direct one, and it's a, it's a big idea. It's something we used to do, but we didn't do it well. We need statewide institutions. We need a place where we can actually take these people and say, look, we have laws against loitering, against camping, against um, vagrancy. These laws will be enforced. You will no longer be allowed to sleep on our streets and beside our freeways and in our public spaces. There should be a place where they can go where they get the mental health services they need, the substance abuse services they need. If all they need is a roof over their head to go get that foot up and, and get that next job, that will be provided. But they will no longer be allowed to sleep on our streets. And by the way, for anybody that's here on our streets that is not a California citizen, those people are going to get a one-way ticket out of the state. But what we need to do is have statewide institutions. They need to be clean. They need to be efficient. They need to be monitored and accountable. But this is a bigger problem than any city, any community, or any county can can handle alone. The state's got to step in. And it's going to cost some money. Don't get me wrong. But the long-term savings of not putting these people in jail, of not having hepatitis on the streets of San Diego literally killing people, this is actually the action we need to take because this is the this is the fair solution for the most vulnerable Californians. And it's the only solution for California citizens that demand clean streets. And I think even liberal places have, have, have gotten fed up with it. So Gavin Newsom, you know, running on some sort of compassionate this or that, he's going to get killed even even in the Berkeleys of, of the state, I think. And Gavin Newsom is vulnerable, I think. Uh, the recent poll came out, showed John Cox substantially ahead of you. Um, we tend not to be slaves to polls or talk horse race politics like a lot of places do. As I've said many times, there's one poll that matters. They take it on a Tuesday. And and that's the one that counts. So you going up against Gavin Newsom, you seem confident you can take him. Uh, why is that? Well, look, you know, it's very simple. I'm the only person in the race that was born and raised here. I'm the only person in the race with an actual vote record. You know, you can look up my conservative vote record. I don't just have to tell you that. You can go see it. I'm the only person that's actually running on the issues that matter most to Californians. You know, reversing the illegal sanctuary state, defunding the high-speed rail, bringing voter ID back to California so only citizens can vote, and actually putting citizens first in the state of California. If you take a look at the five-point plan that I brought up, it's very direct, and every single issue strikes at the heart of what's most important to Californians, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or declined state. Cut taxes starting with the repeal of the gas tax, then cut you know the highest in the nation income tax, sales tax, and corporate tax, and put out a sign on the Capitol that says California is open for business. Getting tough on crime and reversing AB 109, Prop 57, and Prop 47. These are all the soft on crime laws the California Democrats that take felonies into misdemeanors and allow 10,000 sex offenders to get released early from jail. Then we fix our roads, expand our freeways with no new taxes because we have more tax money than you've ever seen in Sacramento right now. We fix our broken education system, getting rid of statewide mandated Common Core and all that leftist propaganda in our schools. And we finally give parents the choice to send their kids to the very best public school, the very best charter school, or even homeschool their kids if they wish. And finally, I know you're wearing the state of Jefferson shirt. This is, you know, this is key to us in California. We go through these persistent droughts every decade. It's nonsense. We don't need to do this. What we need to do is build new water storage up and down the state of California. We don't steal it from the north. We don't drain the delta. Those delta tunnels are never getting built. We build new water storage up and down the state, sites reservoir, 
temperance flats, raising Shasta Dam, desalination in San Diego, desalination in Huntington Beach. But when it rains, we store our water. And, you know, they, they like to make fun of it in the media, but I'm very serious. We waste 50% of our water every single year in California. It's so bad that it burst Oroville Dam. 188,000 Californians had to get evacuated. We actually start storing our water. Every Californian will have a green lawn. We'll be taking long showers, and you better believe we'll be flooding that Central Valley. Well, and there will be plenty of water for the salmon in environmental purposes, too, if you're going to store the water. Listen, we barely have two minutes left, but to uh, folks who maybe lean Republican or are on the fence and they think, man, I like this uh, Travis Allen dude, but uh, I'm afraid to vote for him as wasted. I better vote for John Cox. What do you say to them? Fearless. Fearless. Listen, have no fear, everyone in California. Fear is what loses, right? I mean, remember the, the quote, you know, there's nothing to fear except fear itself. This is all John Cox has. John Cox, you know, th- this other so-called Republican, the failed politician from Chicago, he is trying to scare people and saying, look, you know, if you don't vote for, for this guy, then you're not going to make it in the top two. Forget about the top two. This is about winning in the state of California. Have no fear. There is only one way to win, and that is to fight. But when you fight, you fight to win. There's only one candidate in this entire race that can take down Gavin Newsom, take down the California Democrats, break the Democrat mafia machine that runs out of the liberal Bay Area of San Francisco, Pelosi, Boxer, Feinstein, Harris, Newsom, all of them. We got to take them down. There's only one guy with the fight, the fire, the energy, the passion to do that. And I'll tell you right now, that's Travis Allen. So uh, how old are you? I'm 44. Where are you born and raised? You mentioned you're from California your whole life a bunch of times. You bet. Born in San Diego, raised five minutes from the border in Chula Vista. What have you done for uh, for a living for your life? So I'm an investment advisor. St- start, first started managing money in 96, opened up my company in 2001. I still manage money every single day because I believe in a part-time legislature. I want to send those legislators back home, You know, force them to work real jobs, which is exactly what I do every single day. And I can tell you for the last two decades, I've lived in Huntington Beach, Surf City, USA. I'm even in the Guinness Book of World Records there. We're riding on the biggest surfboard ever built with the most number of people. We have 66 people on one board. So you're going to get a California surfer as your next governor. Surfing to prosperity. Travis Allen in the state of California. Travis, thanks for stopping by. Guys, you are the very best. Let's go take back California. All right. Good luck on Tuesday. Thanks so much. And find me online at Join Travis Allen on Facebook or JoinTravisAllen.com. But remember, guys, this is our state. We took back our country in 2016. In 2018, we take back California. All right, we'll have a link at our website so folks can find their way to yours really easily. I'm sure Mike will uh, show you out who showed you in. Good luck. Go get them. Thanks so much. All right. let's, let's go win. It's our pleasure. Hope to be talking to you again soon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for the record, we have reached out to Gavin and his people on multiple occasions, and he seems somewhat uh, hesitant to come on the air here. But no, we've had Gavin on. He's always welcome. A number of times in the past. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, have you seen those Gavin Newsom is lazy ads that are running right now? Yeah. How he jetted off to Hawaii after that big oil spill in the Bay Area. It's a nasty shot, but it's an entertaining one. You've been getting a fair amount of love on the uh, text line, I'll tell you that. Heck yeah. It's just people are texting you. I'm not surprised. Nobody thought Trump was going to win. Just keep that in mind. This is not an endorsement. We don't endorse candidates on the Armstrong and Getty Show. That swamp story of how it worked with uh, my buddy McCarthy and Trump and everything, that's just... Yeah, yeah. Politics Please. is a disgusting game, man. Grubby. It is. Uh, so we got Marshall's News coming up. We'll get to that. And we'll revisit a little bit of the Warriors' barely win from last night and the epic blunder. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah. That's 
Travis Allen is something. He is uh, he is something to meet in person. He's um, a dynamic man. Yeah, and he seems he'd be a good face for California. The politics, policies aside, whatever you think of that, um, he'd be a good face for California. He he just seems like a, a Southern Californian, dude. Bro, <laughs> I mean, he talks like that, and it seems one thousand percent genuine. Yeah, which that's is crazy just, for a politician. I mean, it just that's, sees that's who he is. <laughs> He's a really tan guy who says bro a lot. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> got it. Yeah, look at that picture. He's super energetic. Oh man, he probably fist bumps more than any other politician. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you would disqualify him, why, Sean? Two first names. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, yeah. that slipped by. Oh, oh no, no, no. It's not the two realized. first names. I'm okay with that. It's when the last name is derivative oh, of the first name, right. like a Tom Thompson, <laughs> a Hugh Hewitt. Those are the people you yeah. can't trust. Oh, two first, okay. As a Sean Thomas, I can't be upset oh, at two true. first names. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right. Fair enough. <laughs> See, bipartisanism. Let's there. get to the news now, Marshall Phillips. Oh, boy, I'll tell you, the teaser controversy is not going away. The White House is saying there is nothing wrong with President Trump's early tease of the monthly jobs report. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says it was okay because the president didn't say what the numbers were. Lock him up! Lock oh, him up! To listen to you. Trump is being <laughs> criticized for a teasing tweet about an hour before the made jobs numbers were officially released this morning, saying he was looking forward to seeing the report. Some analysts say that Trump's tweet impacted the market before trading began today. You no, know, no. I, it's not a big deal, but I think this is kind of interesting. He is a guy that has lived in the world where you get that information before it's published his whole life. Like everybody in government and big-time money people do. They know that stuff before it hits the news and do get to uh, adjust their investments accordingly. So maybe this was a way to level the plane. Now everybody (laughs) has it, not just the super connected. That's just the way the world works. They know what laws are going to be approved. They know what the economic numbers are going to be. They get to know that ahead of time. And uh, I hear you saying, Marsh, but what was in the actual report? Well, the report for May is out. It's better than expected. The economy adding 223,000 jobs last month. The unemployment rate ticked down a notch to 3.8%. That's the lowest it's been in 18 years. As far as wages go, they went up a little over 2%. That's still not a lot, though. That's still not as much as you would think would be resulting from the very low unemployment rates. It's a trailing indicator, Marshall. Hey, I'm looking at the actual tweet in question because uh, you newsmen, you're always characterizing things. Here is the verbatim tweet. Looking forward to seeing the unemployment... I'm sorry, I blew it. That is not verbatim if you change the words. (laughs) (laughs) Looking forward to seeing the employment numbers at 8.30 this morning, period. I would say there's plausible deniability. (laughs) I think I could make the case that, look, the, the economy is trending upward... He's a confident guy. I can't wait it's, to see him, but it's going to be good. Yeah. Oh, I was wrong. Or, yay, I'm right. Yeah, yeah that, that's know, not much to that. Uh, he, he might have been hinting. He probably was hinting. but well, he gets, the president gets a report uh, early on. I mean, uh, they're just supposed to stay mum about what's in it and not even give any hints. Yeah, that reeks to me of the, the friend who knows you didn't see the big boxing match last right. night and said, hey, I'm not going to tell you who won. But don't go away in the fourth round. <laughs> right. There you go. You're going to be mad. Well, uh, what did you say that for? <laughs> Flamethrowers could be in the hands of thousands of people in a matter of days. That can't be wrong. Elon Musk 
started selling the devices that can shoot a flame about two feet long for about yes. 50 or 500 bucks a pop. Finally, those birds that have been buzzing Baxter the dog and oh, me yeah. while I'm in the backyard are going to get what's coming to them. It shoots a flame two feet long? Yes. What, what advantage is that? Other than lighting my grill the other day for Memorial Day. Oh, scaring the birds. You know, anyway, he I'm was not going to scare them. I said, oh, Lord them. Jesus, it's a fire. That's, that's exactly what I paid for, Musk, darling. Musk selling the flamethrowers in an order to raise capital to drill those tunnels underneath parts of Los Angeles. Well, a Democratic lawmaker from California wrote up a bill in hopes of outlawing the devices, but there was so much opposition against it that the whole thing fell apart. The bill stalled in Sacramento, and Musk took to Twitter now, saying he will be holding flamethrower parties in the near future. <laughs> there was opposition against making flamethrowers? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Come indeed. On. Yes, indeed. I'm sure 10 minutes after they're in people's homes, there will be videos on the Internet showing you how to trick them out so that... Uh, Two feet will become 10 or 12, which is just enough for those birds. Warriors <laughs> took the opening game of the Come NBA. Here, birdie. Tweet, tweet. Warriors took the opening game of the NBA Finals last night. 124-114 in overtime, beating the Cavaliers at home in Oakland. Warriors overcoming a 51-point performance by LeBron James and managed to get an unintended assist from the Cavs' J.R. Smith, who allowed the game to go into overtime when he failed to take a shot after a missed free throw at the end of the fourth quarter. Apparently, he thought Cleveland led by one when the game was actually tied. Hill misses. Rebound goes to the Cavs. J.R. Smith brings it back out. Throws it a Hill. Hill shot blocked. And will go to overtime. You get the feeling J.R. Smith thought they had the lead. He didn't know the score. I think exactly. That's a bad mistake by J.R. Smith. I'd say maybe the biggest mistake in NBA history. It was a class A moron. It was a great athletic rebound, too. It was disaster for Golden State that he corralled that rebound. And then he ran in the wrong direction. LeBron was visible. That's too bad. It makes it a better series if Cleveland wins that game. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. LeBron was visibly frustrated. He ended the postgame conference early when reporters kept asking him over and over and over again about JR. I'm not sure. No, I don't know his state of mind. Did you know if he knew the score? That's it. I'm out. Stands up with his short suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we haven't mentioned that since the beginning of the show. Yeah. He showed up in a, uh, a suit wearing shorts. So dress socks, dress shoes. And mm-hmm. dress shorts. Regular suit, but dress shorts, which yeah. is a, a look, apparently, that looked good on him, but looked stupid on many of us. <laughs> yes. And if you didn't respect him for his basketball achievements, you must respect him for that. Yeah. He looked good. <laughs> there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You will be mocked like you've never been mocked before if you try to wear it yourself, though, more than likely. Yeah. It just won't look the same. Yeah. That's the whole model thing. Yeah, exactly. You got to picture it on you. Not so much. I wish I could instantly switch out my entire wardrobe for nothing but short suits. <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. You'd be known. That'd be your trademark. Yes. Oh, You'd the have three piece, two piece. Yeah. Does it have a name? Sometimes the open collar. I don't know. Not that I, I just call them short suits. That's okay. what I've heard. Mm. Awesome. Uh, the petering out is coming up next. We'll finish strong, or at least try to. On oh, the yeah, we ought to squeeze in clips of the week. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Since we had the spelling bee champ last night, we got the most misspelled words by state. <laughs> varies from state to state. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. All the 
Almost heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River Why are we jamming the John Denver? I made a request. You made a request for John Denver. Yeah, there was a uh, a video game made an announcement of their new next upcoming game, and they had this song as the the song for the the little trailer that they had for it. And it's been stuck in my head for like three days. I think it's a beautiful song. And you know, every time I hear a John Denver song, I think, oh, that's a great song. This was a kind and gentle man. Enjoyed the weed. Didn't put enough gas in his plane. This was um this was pop music when I was a kid. Isn't that something? So this was like the like the Justin Bieber Timberlake well, kind of pop you'd, music you'd stuff. You have the Jackson Five up next, you know, at least on the radio stations I grew up listening to. Interesting, a, a really eclectic mix of music. Um, yeah, mm, I had some. Oh, there's a, b- a bunch of donuts in the. You know why there's so many donuts in there? And there's a there's never been more donuts in the lunchroom than there are right now. Boxes and boxes and boxes of every kind of donuts you've ever seen. Well, there might as well be heroin or feminine hygiene projects, the products, Jack. I don't need donuts, what's so a, I don't care. What's a feminine hygiene project? Well, for instance, showering <laughs> is one. That lady Shaving did one the in legs. the pool. So yeah, next yeah. to the pool. In that pool. That was a feminine hygiene project. The reason is it's National Donut Day. I didn't realize that. Is it? <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> nice. Hey, uh, we got to squeeze it in. Kind of forgot what, with our interview with Travis Allen, but it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's it's an audio project. It's Cow Clips of the Week. LeBron James and the Cavs do it again. And the Golden State Warriors are on their way to a fourth consecutive NBA final. I don't really want to be interviewed right now. I want to go turn up. <laughs> It's good for your corporation. We will make America strong again. Hello, Starbucks employees. I'm here today because you f***ed up. Forget about the fact that Kim Kardashian is here at the White House today. Uh, she shouldn't be here talking about prison reform. I'm going to push the president to uh, get more involved in uh, criminal justice reform. If you change your mind about running for office, mm-hmm. give CNN the scoop. I right? will. Right. I will. Oh, my God. This lady is shaving in the pool. Oh, I hope she don't shave her hoo-ha next. You get the feeling JR Smith the thought they had the lead. He no. didn't know the score. I think exactly. It's, it's like... gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. <laughs> you you've mentioned to a couple of politicians in particular that the uh, topic that gets the most passion out of the listening audience is homelessness, aggressive panhandling, angry bums, etc. I would say second to that topic in the last week has been Toto's Song Africa, mm. as we have received many, many emails, and pro, why it's, con, why it's, otherwise. Uh, so, it's so popular again? Africa was great, is great, and always will be great. Mm. That's one note. Here's another one. Guys, never been a big fan of the song until this year when I heard a version of it by a Scandinavian YouTuber named Leo. I haven't gotten a chance. He's a heavy metal guy. Do you mind uh, letting me play some audio yeah, there, Michael? Somebody said that's what brought it back. It's had millions of views. And it sounds like this. Right here. You'll hear it in moments. 
Oh, shh, shh, shh. that freaked me out. That's a secret. Did everybody hear that? Yeah. All right. And he's sitting at the console. There we go. <laughs> and he's banging his head. He's banging his head. He's playing all the instruments. Now he's grimacing at the camera because he's a rock guy. I hear the drums echoing tonight. <laughs> You know, he's making a lot of rock faces, and, and there's some distortion on the guitar, but it's really the same song done in the same way. <laughs> All right, that's enough. You. The most misspelled word in Washington, California, Arizona, Utah, and several others is beautiful. According to uh, Google Trends, most misspelled words. Hmm. I need at least four pump fakes and starts before I get restaurant spelled correctly. Really? Uh, That's an easy one for me. Exercise is my bane. Oh, boy. (laughs) my krypton. And what I hate about some words is I can't get even close enough, because I figure I just got to get close enough for the autocorrect to spell it out for me. I can't even get close enough that it'll (laughs) do it for me. What's the one that I never can get? I always have to, oh, guarantee. I got to Google. I got to Google like something uh, like a business or something, and then look for their policy to come across it because there's no way to look it up without being able to spell it. It's absolutely easy for me. Top misspellings people who email the show are you're a loser, L O O S E R, which is calling someone a loser, and border with an A in it. Like we've got to build a wall wall at the person who rents a room. A border. <laughs> There's no A in border, as in a line that separates countries. In uh, Wyoming, they can't spell fiance. In Idaho, they can't spell businesses. In Oregon, it's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. How Oregon what? of you? How poor, poor Portland of you? Same in Minnesota. That's interesting. Now, if I were a regionalist, a hater, I would say in Alabama they can't spell anything. But I'm not, and I would not say that, because there are many fine people in Alabama, and they contribute to the American landscape in ways that are inestimable. (laughs) Yeah, Alabama, the the number one misspelled word is actually cousin, or husband, or wife, or daughter. (laughs) I think you made that up. I made up that last part. I think you made that up. cousin, cousin is the most misspelled word. Seriously? Really? Wow. C-U-Z-Z-I-N, right? In Florida, it's hors (laughs) d'oeuvres. Okay. Horse doovers. There you go. Fascinating stuff. That's great, yeah. And now it's time for final thoughts with those two hotties, Armstrong and Getty, and the other guys, too. Glad we got a chance to squeeze that in. (laughs) Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, a final thought from everybody. Wouldn't that be fun? Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, the Cavs had it. It was right there for them to make it an interesting series, but because the Human Zoo is the best show on Earth, J.R. Smith just loses it. I can't wait for more games. (laughs) That was some ending. (laughs) Marshall Phillips, your final thought. I'm going to start uh, sharing with all of you my training regimen so that I can do 20 push-ups in a row, or 10 push-ups in a row, by the end of June. We will start posting those, I do believe, next week at Armstrong and Getty. You know, June started today, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I'll, I'll start, you know, I'll begin working out. Michelangelo, no your final thoughts, sir. Uh, yeah, with legalized sports gambling now, look for more NBA players to, quote, forget what the score was <laughs> or accidentally tip the ball in the other hoop. Yeah. Or blinded by the light and run out of bounds. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought? Two quick things. It is a National Donut Day, and so Burger King has got a burger with a hole in the middle. 
So enjoy that. I better uh, recharge less. To celebrate the donut. And uh, my other, oh, I forgot my other final thought. I forgot it. It flipped out I was of my probably head. kicking yourself for eating that donut again. Oh, but. no, 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 no. I have thoroughly decided that Travis Allen against Gavin Newsom would be a much better race for us to cover than John Cox against Gavin Newsom. Just bump that, bro. Yeah. You know, how about bro. that, bro? I agree, bro. So, uh, listen, uh, my final thought was similar. If you missed either the interview with Travis Allen or John Cox, who are the Republican rivals to Gavin Newsom, and one of them has to get second place on the ballot or ain't going to be a rival. John Cox would be a boring race. Listen to you and your partisanship. I'm just telling you, go to the podcasts from yesterday's 9 o'clock or fourth hour and today's fourth hour, and you'll hear those two interviews. Make your own judgment and, and vote boldly. That's what I say. And show up to the freaking poll. Yeah, the one thing about the polls is the turnout is so low that they can be really inaccurate. Uh, Yeah, the polls before the polling place can be wildly inaccurate. Show up and vote. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people think so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. I'm sorry, armstrongandgetty.com. We'll see you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this silkom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.